0: Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife with award winning wildlife journalist Chester Moore. From deep investigations to interviews with top experts, Higher Calling Wildlife is the place to get informed and inspired about all things wildlife. Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife. This is Chester Moore. And what you're about to hear is an absolutely inspiring, mind-blowing conversation with my good friend of now hard-to-believe 30 years, Ted Nugent, about the legacy of Fred Bear, the man, also Fred Bear the song, and the spirit of the wild. So uh, I've been wanting to talk to a Fred Bear-centric, the song Fred Bear, the man Fred Bear-centric program for you a long time, so let's jump into it. Do it, brother. I'm doing it. All right, so... You know, Ted, when I when I first met you, believe it or not, 30 years ago this October at Texas Parks and Wildlife Expo, seems like yesterday. um, One of the things I was most impressed with was you were talking about Fred Bear. I mean, I knew who Ted Nugent was. I was a fan of your music, particularly Dan Yankees at the time who were really huge. And I saw you on a T. I get TBN when they had the country network or whatever it was. and You're talking about Fred Bear. And in my household, as a kid, Fred Barry was kind of like a sacred word. You know, this man who was the founder of bear archery and was a pioneer of bow hunting, and just almost a spiritual level of hunting. But uh, what was your earliest connection with Fred?
1: Well, yeah, it's great to be with you, Chester. You know, especially this magical soul cleansing fall time of the year. Thank God we have our our natural instincts at the fore of our American dream in the treachery that surround us with our government and big tech and the criminality and the dishonest mm-hmm. the criminality the corruption the hatred the negativity does the spirit of the wild and what fred bear instilled inside of us is it more important now than ever so to all your listeners uh, a happy happy hunting season let's make sure we take advantage of every sacred moment of field and mm-hmm. I think what you witnessed that day and what I witnessed uh, being born in Detroit, Michigan in 1948, where my dad was already a follower of Fred Bear mm-hmm. upon my birth. I still have my dad's bow right behind me here that he shot in the, the 40s and 50s, the 1940s and 50s. Um, <laughs> Fred Bear represents and that is uh, delivered so powerfully in this song because of my love and my my respect. Mm-hmm admiration and the heartbreak upon his passing, it has touched so many people because instantly when I met Fred Bear as a little boy, the Mm -hmm. Newton family would go north. We've talked about this before. It's so important, Mm -hmm. especially at the age of 75, where I just (laughs) just seen some blood off an arrow here in the Michigan swamps. Um, There's a a spirituality to what Mm -hmm. you and I Uh, We didn't discover early on, but as we matured and our Mm -hmm. psyche, our spirit came to uh, fruition, what Fred Bear represented in that little shack in Grayling, Michigan, in October Mm -hmm. of 1953, 1954, I was just a young, mushy-brained little boy, Mm -hmm. but I was already fascinated by wildlife. I spent yeah. more time in a handmade blind next to the bird feeder, <laughs> identifying <laughs> grosbeaks and chickadees and juncos and and uh, yep. cardinals, and and I was fascinated by wildlife just instinctually. So Me when too. I first met Fred Bear as a little boy, I was just fascinated by this tall, friendly, funny a uh, lanky guy that had a lot of bows and arrows in this shack. It was a little yeah. uh, cinder block shack in Grayling, Michigan. I had no idea who Fred Bear was or whether it was important who Fred Bear mm-hmm. was I was too young. But within a few short years, I realized this friendly, funny bow and arrow guru was my Chuck Berry of the outdoors. Because wow, I that's
0: was, a great way to put that. Yeah.
1: He's already enthralled with this mm-hmm. incredible invention, this creation mm-hmm. Chuck Berry, the cadence, the rhythm, the spirit, the soulfulness, the work Mm -hmm. ethic that created Chuck Berry music that impacted And as a musician, I I know I'm striking a chord here with you both. Sure. Um, So Fred Barron stilled inside of me that as I was flinging errant arrows haphazardly, that there was a spirit of the wild, that there was a focus. I didn't know who uh, Bruce Lee was yet but, and I didn't know what the word martial arts meant. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the word spirit meant, but I was being educated hands-on following my dad's footsteps with my little recurve bow Mm -hmm. during the year season that eventually steered me, thanks to my dad, my mom, and Fred Bear on a true North Compass setting, which is why I was a defile son of a bitch against the drugs and the alcohol and the stupidity of the rock and roll world, it mm-hmm. fortified my spirit to stand strong for what my instincts, I wasn't educated. In fact, I sure. went to America, which means I was uneducated. Um, Agreed, same instinct, here. I think Fred Bear, What, I, if, if I may, because I mm-hmm. talk a lot, because I do interviews all the time and people probe and ask these questions, I know I speak for you, Chester, and the the greatest hunting families in the world when I say that what Fred Bear and our dads, our Mm -hmm. uncles and families taught us, is to dig into our instinct. And Mm -hmm. our instinct is more powerful than man's laws. Now Mm -hmm. that may ruffle some feathers, which I'm really good at, but our instincts, if we revere our gifts from God, Our instincts will teach us more than the education system, the media, the government, or the world around us. And that's what bow hunting is. We call it the mystical flight of the arrow because Mm -hmm. who's in charge of our life, our arrow? We are. Now that might Mm -hmm. sound a little more expansive than just Fred Bear teaching me about getting close to deer with a sharp stick, (laughs) which is perfect unto itself. But I know I'm resident. I see the smile on your face. I wish the people could see us now because I'm looking really good this morning. I wish people could see because you and I are, to put it simply, Fred Bear, spirit of the wild, God's servants in his miraculous creation, blood brothers and that's what fred bear instilled and when i ended up sharing campfires with him including mm-hmm. his last campfire in 1980 1987 that's why that song is so pure it touches mm-hmm. chester thank you for that article mm-hmm. you have well you do have an idea the mm-hmm. tens of thousands maybe millions of people from around the world mm-hmm. who reference that song When they bury a loved one, Mm -hmm. celebrate the birth of a loved one, salute a flag draped coffin that provided our quality of life. It Mm -hmm. is such a powerful piece of music because Fred was so powerful and my love for him remains so powerful.
0: Well, you know, it really resonated with me, and I met you literally as I the day I started my career, I'd won an award from Texas Parks and Wildlife for writing on hunting that day. That's what As a senior in high school, I was doing there. And I think Fred also kind of did what you did for me. You maybe had instinctually these feelings and these aspirations you weren't aware of yet because of your age. But you kind of let me know that my feelings were okay to be more than just, hey, we're going to throw a spinnerbait out today and catch a largemouth bass. The enthusiasm, the spirit, uh, going beyond just instructing how to shoot a deer, but why that experience means something to us personally.
1: And, and by the way, if I may, and I know you respect your elders, but I've been doing this for a long time. And you're talking to a guy, Chester, that I'm not bragging, but I believe I have the, the evidence to support my statement that I spend more time in the wild than any man since sitting bull. I mean, for sure. There's live- no question on a wild ranch in Texas and in a swamp of Michigan and not a day in my life. I might be in Syracuse on a concert, but I will share a campfire in Syracuse before or after the concert with fellow sportsmen, with fellow hunters, fishermen, and trappers. So what you're talking about is that I instilled in you and what Fred instilled in me and my dad, certainly the discipline is that during a time growing up when this so-called lie of peer pressure was trying mm-hmm. to steer us down really stupid southern paths, I mean, that mm-hmm. uh, figuratively speaking, sure. we went, wait a minute, This not only is it not uncool to go fishing and hunting, it happens to be the best, purest, most righteous thing in the world. So you can take your dope and you can take your so-called peer pressure. You can take your whiskey and you can take your smokes and you can take your nonsense and shove it up your ass because lure this top water lure. If I really get that ballet, if I get that spiritual the physics of spirituality, to put that lure where I wanted, to put that arrow where I wanted, to hit that incoming 60 mile an hour uh, green wing teal. If I can focus my gifts from God, it's way more important than you getting stoned and drooling and thinking you're cool. Because not only are you not cool, but because I'm a hunter and a fisherman and a trapper, I am the coolest. That's what
0: you felt exactly exactly and you know the the message of fred bear went out in theaters i don't think people can realize there were times when his movies would play like on theater did you ever have a chance to see into fred's ex- exploits on a big screen boy chester i could keep you here for a thousand days and i could, <laughs> I could cry tears for you yeah and the
1: memories i have chester yeah. of going up to that little shack in grayling and then it turned into the fred bear museum Yep, and watching him shooting that running tiger from a machan in India at seventy yards with his recurve and an instantaneous, instinctual gift from God, and he shot that running tiger through the heart at seventy yards. It's on film, Chester.
0: Amazing stuff.
1: It's better than that elk you and I shot at the Young Ranch at sixty. That was
0: fifty-six, pretty close.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But here, the point is, is you know before. Uh, there was radio and TV, there were uh, newsreels. Uh-huh. And that's what inspired Fred, because Saxton Pope and Art Young, after they said goodbye to Ishii, who was the last mm-hmm. of the Yanni Indians in the early 1900s out in California, instead of killing Ishii, which was the law back then, you could shoot an Indian and get mm-hmm. a reward. I mean, that's how that's how sinful mankind had become, trail of mm-hmm. tears. Somebody might want to look that up. <laughs> um. So Saxton Pope, They were trying to be modern. Everybody wants to be modern and advancing. And that's cool, as long as you don't forget your past. And Mm -hmm. when Saxton Pope and Art Young studied Ishii, they were mystified by his spirituality that manifested itself in his control of his mystical flight of the arrow. And as the samurai will tell you, Mm -hmm. the origins of Zen, thanking God for the gifts of spirituality and physical capabilities. It is the martial arts of archery that created the first religions, which were a reverence to God's gifts and how to nurture them and aspire to perfect them. We never will, but we can come close. I did last night on a beautiful arrow. Um, Even a goofy guitar player can figure it out. And so what Saxon Pope and Art Young discovered from Ishii in firearms technology and gunpowder, wait a minute, this guy takes a frozen stream bath and says a prayer and connects with the animal on a spiritual level before he accepts the gift of the animal to feed, clothe, shelter, medicate, Mm -hmm. tool, weapons, but more important than all those gifts from God the spirit of the animal. That's why there's pictures on cave walls of the animals, because mm-hmm. without them, there is no life. My origins are more important than technical advancements. Boy, mm-hmm. 2023, is that more important than ever? And so For they sure. put newsreels together. They became addicted to the mystical flight of the air, and they went hunting all around the world and they showed newsreels and Fred Bear mm-hmm. saw one. I think it was 1921. Mm-hmm. So Fred had moved from Pennsylvania. I could, shut me up when you want me to but fred moved no, to michigan and was a woodworker for the uh, Philco, the ford motor company building these brand mm. new inventions for a, this thing called a radio and he was building cabinets a woodworker but before he saw the pope and young newsreel uh, i think it was um hunting with the bow and arrow that they learned from ishii which is the foundation of the Pope and Young Club, Saxon Pope Art, Art Young, mm-hmm. this promotional newsreel, Fred Bear and his buddies, who were already making their own yew wood and Osage orange longbows, because they were so driven to go beyond the capabilities of a 200-yard shot with uh, uh, buckhorn sights with their 30 30 Winchester, that they went, boy, there must be something more to this than just trying to shoot long range. Maybe we should try to get closer and kill them with a sharp stick. This is not going to be a part-time job of building bows and arrows. I'm going for it because they were like you and me, we Mm -hmm. can't wait to grab the bow, Mm -hmm. knock that arrow and see if we can put our life in the bullseye. Mm -hmm. I I know I'm touching on some things that a lot of people already understand, but there's a lot of people listening right now that going, whoa, I never Mm -hmm. thought of it like that. Fred abandoned his, Wood shop and him and Nels Grumley I have a boat with Nels Grumley wood burning in it Nels Grumley was his boyer and they moved to northern Michigan around 1938 and started the bear archery company and that was the that was the cinder block shack that my dad and I visited every October that's cool and it, it it grew from there to the last hunt in '87, where he told me to keep promoting the sport with my piss and vinegar. You, in order to be a great bow hunter, you can't be like me. I'm too uppity. You have to calm the <laughs> hell down, which is why Chuck Adams is so deadly, and other people. And Fred was so deadly. If Fred was talking to you right now, it would sound like this. Well, Chester. Yeah. I gotta tell you. um I mean, it'd take him. Fifteen minutes to complete a sentence because he was yeah. so easygoing. Mm-hmm. I have to turn into that, and I can. You've seen. Yeah, I'm it. The Motor City fire-breathing A10 Warthog, Rhythm and Blues, Animal Breeding soundtrack, guitar slammer into Ishi. Yeah, I when I grab the bow or kicking the leaves out in front of that old oak and sitting on the ground, I become one with God's miracle. Now, that's quite a cocky statement, which I'm really good at, but that's what you celebrate in your writings, mm-hmm. cast and that's that's what Fred Bear, it's almost like Fred Bear grabbed me by the scrub of my neck and slapped me, though he would never do that. But <laughs> he, he did it with, with effervescence, sincerity, mm-hmm. emotion, and spirit, to teach me to calm down and absorb and revere God's miracle that I am driven to be the humble servant thereof. How's that? Did I reference, did I represent you accurately in that statement, Chester?
0: 100%.
1: Hallelujah. Cause we are blood brothers and that's what Fred Barrett, that's why the song is so powerful. Cause it was, Mm -hmm. it had a life of its own. I I mean, I, I don't know. I think I can Hit this um, thing up here with the music. Um, this is a Fred berry guitar, a commemorative that we're raising money for the camp for kids. I oh wow! See it? I'm going to send you one, Chester. But I sat down one afternoon and I went. Yes, sir. And I went. There I was. Back in the wild again and I started crying. Mm-hmm. I started cry like I could cry right now for you. Yes, sir. It, it hit me mm-hmm. when your dad died,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that lick happened. Yes. And my mom had just passed. hmm And Fred had passed. And I was shattered. And yes, I sir. didn't write a thing. I just sang my love, mm-hmm. for that man, Amen. And every every time I play it, Chester, yes, sir. it is the most difficult challenge mm-hmm. of my life to not to do what I'm doing right now with you.
0: I get it, brother. I because it.
1: it's the physics of spirituality, and my dad is there, my mom is there, Fred is there, my brother John is there, mm-hmm. and that's what it touches everybody's brother and uncle and mom and dad and And there, everybody is there when that lick happens because it was so pure. Because
0: I've Mm. been clean
1: and sober, so I can be. I've always been clean and sober. Sure, me too. Purity is there if I call upon it, and I called upon it that morning, and that song happened, where Shemaine had to hold my head in her arms Mm. as I sang the song, choking like I am right now. And so I love you.
0: Love you too, brother. We
1: have identified our connection that that mm-hmm. is the soundtrack to. It is. It, 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 it's there when the little Macon Lynn, six years old, last request in life was to hear Fred Baird at a Campfire with Ted Nugent. A six-year-old boy, Chester, chose yes, this guitar player to say goodbye to his family with. That's what the song means. How could a six-year-old understand or make such a decision and all i know is that he and his family did and i can tell you dozens of those stories Mm -hmm. where people dying want to hear the fred bear song with ted nugent how could my critics possibly hold any weight in my life when those great people humble me
0: it you know for me when i first heard fred bear it's it's almost like I was transcended, you know, yes. I was, tr- I was transcended into a moment and I was there in the wild and yes. everyone that mattered to me was there with me. Yes. And, and, you know, 35 years later and you're about to release this really awesome vinyl um, with a special edition of it. And there's, you know, acoustic versions and different things. It's just as powerful 35 years later. And I dare say there are a few songs in music history that you've heard a thousand times that do the exact same thing to you every time you hear it.
1: Yep. You saw it in Beaumont to a rock and roll audience, which no one would think is the demographic profile of reverencing a great man like Fred Bear, but not only the hunters in attendance, which I think is somewhere in the 60 percentile of my country. I, I think in Michigan it's a hundred percent. In Beaumont, Texas, there were a hundred percent killer rock and roll lovers Yep. and probably 50 to 60% of licensed hunters but you know who Im- was impacted more powerfully by that song than the licensed bow hunters young rock and roll fans that felt something happen you were out there those young rock and roll fans that never heard of fred bear when mm-hmm. that song starts something Magic happens. Now obvious Stranglehold and Cat Scratch and Wang Dang and Free for All and Gonzo and, and Great White Buffalo. These are all monster pieces of music. And i yes, I am bragging. I couldn't be more proud. But when the opening lick to Fred Bear happens, there is a mystical sensation in the room. Even in New York City, in Los Angeles, in mm-hmm. Denver, these enclaves of liberal stupidity, and there are some really stupid liberals that come to my concerts. But at least they love real music, so I welcome them. It happens every time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the only way I can describe it. Is it's out of body. It's beyond the human experience. It's deep deep into the spirit world. And I am so appreciative to people embracing, not just my career, doing it for over 67 years, 68 years, but that song, holy smokes, what a moment of escape from all negativity it represents.
0: I'll, you know, back when you used to do the Texas Parks and Wildlife Expo back in the day, I remember meeting this long-haired kid who had a stack of, uh, you know, classic Nugent records to get autographed, and we were helping you with Ted Nugent World Boners back then. And the next year, this kid walks up to me. He looked familiar. He goes, "Hey, dude, I was here last year, and he had a bow, and he he saw you perform Fred Bear it, acoustic version there. No, actually, it was just you and a an amp and a PRS sitting there. That's right. And he said." When I heard Ted speak and I heard him play the song, I knew I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I had to go get a bow. He said, I'm going bow hunting for the first time. So there aren't a lot of people or things that have gotten someone out of the rock and roll world, the entertainment world, to say, I'm going to trade in what I was doing now and take up this pursuit of hunting. It's kind of counterintuitive to what our culture tells us. So – I salute you for being epically counterculture, Ted, and, um, and and getting people that you know to celebrate the rock and roll, but really get into celebrating the great outdoors.
1: Well, and thank you for that, and that's what you have done because you have a foot rock solid in the music world and a foot rock solid in the spirit of the wild outdoor conservation lifestyle world. So you and I are blood brothers on every imaginable level, yes, and. Sir. I got to tell you, before I was banned from Facebook, you know that I uh, violated the community standards of Facebook because I'm honest. <laughs> True, yeah. Truth, logic, and common sense violates big tech standards, which they, of course, they have no standards, which is yeah. why uh, I upset the Michael Moores and the uh, Whoopi Cushion Goldbergs and the Joe Biden and Hunter Bidens of the world. I couldn't be more proud. But I was banned from Facebook, but I'm still on Instagram and X and uh, Truth Social and Getter and uh, getting on Rumble. And I got to tell, you not a day goes by where i don't get hit by thousands of Mm -hmm. people
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that have expressed i thought hunting was bad and cruel and that you had to be a coward to kill innocent animals till i heard you speak and watch the spirit of the wild show we're on eight times a week now on the pursuit channel and these rock and rollers come to see what drives this ted nugent guitar slammer crazy and it's the Mm -hmm. spirit of the wild it's the outdoor soul cleansing, battery charging, perfection of God's miraculous creation and hands-on participation, and thousands. And Chester, I don't think we can really identify Mm -hmm. the the number of people that have gone, geez, this Nugent guy is enthralled with getting a bow and arrow and trying to kill a deer or a turkey. I got to try it. And they have and they've fallen. I've gotten people who were maniac anti-gunners that mm-hmm. are now the owners of gun stores and are life members of the NRA and gun owners of America, and because they listened to me, and all of a sudden their head tur- turned sideways, and they went, geez, this guy makes a whole lot more sense than Sarah Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you're unarmed and helpless, I guess the uh, the engineered recidivism can... Uh, be, make you a victim when good guys, they're not going to obey a gun law, but if I do, I'm helpless and I'm, I'm just asking for trouble. So yes, my truth, logic, and common sense, A-10 warthog reality uh, a, a, a crusade has really hit people. And yes, I've—I, ter- if I may, Chester Moore, and I think you already know this, I have turned more people mm-hmm. into hunters and gun owners than anybody that has ever lived. Now, there will be out there people out there going, oh, that!" listen to this guy brag. Well, I happen to have the evidence that I sure. have turned more non-hunters and non-gun owners into hunters mm-hmm. and gun owners because I make sense. Because truth, logic, and common sense isn't a Ted thing. It's truth, logic, and common sense, and once exposed to the evidence that supports our truth, logic, and common sense, The instincts of your average person goes, oh, I see balancing the herds because the habitat has a limited carrying capacity and you have to make room for next year's fawns. Well, my God... That makes sense. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so They want to do the responsible thing, and they become hunters. And, of, of course, the responsible thing is to be prepared to defend your precious gift from, from, from God. And that means owning a gun and being able to stop evil from taking that gift. It makes so much sense that even the author of Wango Tango can articulate it in such a way that people's instincts will kick in and go, oh, wait a minute, Nugent makes more sense than Michael Moore. I'm getting a gun and going hunting. <laughs> it's so simple. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Now, we're in a completely different environment than I grew up in, you grew up in, certainly Fred grew up in. Is there space? Do you think there could be a new Fred Bear rise out of the people, of the young people that are out there now that in modern context could help take that even with the challenges that we have and be that incredible voice here in the future?
1: Well, uh, yes and no. No, mm-hmm. because that was a moment in time where we were yeah. coming fresh out of the industrial revolution, still actually mm-hmm. quite in the firestorm of the industrial revolution, mm-hmm. where uh, Roy Weatherby, God bless him, was developing these magnums that could kill critters out there five, six hundred yards, which is a great discipline. I love that that sniper mm-hmm. marksmanship discipline. I'm a big, a big, a big participant. I mean, I almost have crosshairs on my eyeballs. I shoot so much. Um, but what Ishii instilled in Pope and Young, and what Fred promoted in an era where people were looking for advancements in technology, mm-hmm. he wanted to return to the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And we already got there. And so I, I say no, because that was a unique time, and we are mm-hmm. certainly... Unique time, which is not as pretty as back then, yeah. because there was community, there was God, family, country, Constitution, Bill of Rights, Ten Commandments, Golden Rule, Declaration of Independence, work ethic, pride of accomplishment, law and order, all that radical stuff. <laughs> um, and so I say, no, there won't ever be a Fred Bear because we have some. Mm
0: hmm
1: have you. We have Fred Eichler. Uh, this great Chuck Adams is, mm-hmm. uh, is a guru of bow hunting. We mm-hmm. have um, uh, 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 Kip Campbell, the Red Arrow guy. We have uh, uh, Michael Waddell and, and Nick and Travis. We have a bunch of great, great, mm-hmm. knowledgeable, um, down-to-earth proponents of this sport, but the industry traps them
0: yeah. yeah, don't
1: watch their TV shows. No one will ever hear of these people. The mm-hmm. industry—I've done it on my own dime. I've—you have never heard me do an interview, whether it's CNN or Fox or NBC or CBS or MTV or VHY. You've never seen me do an interview about my music without mentioning the power of the, this conservation lifestyle. Yep, the industry is so stupid. So inbred, only the guilty Mm -hmm. need to feel guilty, but I'm afraid it's it's widespread that they don't realize what the letters PR stand for. (laughs) True, stand for public relations and relate to the public. as, As the Texas Parks and Wildlife are abusing that public relations with lies on billboards about chronic wasting disease, the hunting community in the hunting industry doesn't know the importance of that billboard saying it's fall. Have you entered the spirit world? Mm -hmm. Participated in God's miracle with Mm -hmm. a little boy and a doe and a rifle. The They they don't use Michael Waddell, who's a great spokesman. Yeah,
0: he's a great spokesman. They
1: don't use Anybody, it's like only they're, only hunters are allowed to hear about hunting in this industry. Yes, go to the SHOT Show, and nobody at the SHOT Show um, will promote conservation outside of the industry. That's what I've done all my life. and That's why I got the most votes on the board of directors of the NRA. I got the top 1%, almost as much as uh, um, uh, the great Charlton Heston, because I promote self-defense I and I celebrate it in every media that I access which is every media I mean mm-hmm. I was on the cover of the the um, London Times magazine the most read publication on planet Earth where I wrote a story about a Christmas Eve buck and the importance the critical essentiality of conservation balancing the herds every year um, it, it, it's and so there won't be a Fred bear because the industry doesn't know they need one they don't hmm. know They might have a few, and they only have them speak to the choir. Um, So until the industry gets its head out of its ass um, and realizes that conservation is the wise use, which is so simple, it's the maximum hour, family hours of recreation Mm -hmm. to attract maximum participation, thereby generating maximum revenues for Mm -hmm. habitat safeguard and expansion and rehabilitation to encourage a healthier productivity of wildlife, not just the animals we shoot for dinner, but the endangered animals, the songbirds, the flora, the fauna. And after all, these words I'm about to utter have never come out of anyone's mouth but mine. I think maybe yours. Mm-hmm. Wildlife conservation is ultimately about maximizing the production of quality air, soil, and water. How say the the non say? Because wildlife habitat that we, the hunting, fishing, trapping families, pay for creates the (laughs) habitat in a healthy way that produces quality air, soil, and water. So if you don't have a hunting license, a fishing license, or a trapping license, you have not been in the asset column for creating quality air, soil, and water. Hunting, fishing, trapping families have produced the greatest foundation of quality air, soil, and water in the history of the world. It's called Wildlife Habitat. I dare anybody to debate me on that. Whoopi Cushion Goldberg, Michael Moore, Hunter Biden, Kamala Harris, I don't, even the, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Director. Nobody's ever heard him say that. They, 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 they don't know what the letters PR stand for. You and I do, and that's why I salute you.
0: I appreciate it, brother. You know, we grant wildlife encounters for kids who have a critical illness, girls that have been through sex trafficking in our ministry, all kind of stuff. And it's just encountering animals at our zoological facility, things like that. But my office has a, a full body mountain lion, elk, mule deer, a warthog, and kids ask about this stuff. And I haven't had one kid from every background imaginable yet that when I told them about the sustainable nature of hunting, they didn't go, oh, that makes sense. Yes, because even a child
1: can figure that
0: out. They get it. But you know why they sucked. get it? Because they heard it. If
1: they yeah. don't hear it, they will <laughs> not gonna get it. They will be brainwashed by this anti anti-God, yep. anti-nature, anti-wildlife, anti-human propaganda ministry. We call the teachers union. We call mm-hmm. the anti-education system. We call big tech, we call government, we call Hollywood, Disney, the government. I mean, uh, academia overall they, they they will never talk about sustained yield, conservation, wildlife management that the hunting families of America have uniquely and successfully created. That's why there's more elk, there's more deer, there are more turkeys, there are more geese. There's more buffalo than over 150 years because hunters have safeguarded sustained yield productivity harvest.
0: Duh. Yeah, I found myself in Yellowstone, literally 30 minutes in a bison herd and couldn't move. Uh, So what a great conservation testimony that is.
1: Yeah, not only that, but wherever Buffalo can be, there are maximum numbers on every Indian reservation up there in Alaska and Canada and across America. And you have to harvest the old bulls to make room in a finite habitat. And I don't care what habitat we're talking about. It's all finite I mean, sure. you go from the thoroughfare on the edge of the Yellowstone, and you got to be careful the bison migrating, the elk migrating, because if they don't get shot by hunters and reduce the numbers, then there's not going to be the sustainable habitat for the, for the fa- fawns and the calves and the cubs next spring. I mean, why hasn't that sentence ever been uttered in a school in America? It's just un- it's so embarrassing. So, Chester, you're doing, you know, we use the word God's work. You and mm. I and real conservation families, we're doing God's work. God Mm -hmm. created this miracle. It's not a spectator sport. You have Mm -hmm. to participate. When I kill all these deer in Michigan and Texas every year, I feed thousands of people in soup kitchens and homeless shelters, plus my band and my crew and my neighbors and my family. Um, Those deer need to die you have to kill the surplus every year because that remaining mm-hmm. habitat which is reduced to almost nothing during the dead of winter we you know this this is from down to earth 1988 when Shemaine and i created the down to earth video i was the first yep. guy to ever say this why do they call it the dead of winter because the habitat dies and it's not going to support the animals that the spring and summer did that's why mm-hmm. fall we harvest the surplus so next spring that they won't, won't they'll have maximum habitat they won't eat themselves out of house and home and so so it's so simple, but there are such evil forces
0: mm-hmm. against God. Yes.
1: Government, Academia, Hollywood, Disney, big tech, fact checker, liars, uh, game departments who lie across this country. Do you know in Michigan, Chester, we have such an overpopulation of sandhill cranes, a federal migratory game bird. Mm-hmm. known as ribeye in the sky. i hope. You going to know. hunt
0: them in November. <laughs>
1: I, I hope people know why we call it the ribeye in the sky, because ribeye is good food. Sure. And there are so many sandhill cranes destroying tens of millions of dollars worth of agriculture every year that the taxpayers have to compensate the, the, the farmers for, that we finally badgered the Department of Natural Resource to allow us to shoot sandhill cranes. But Chester, you're well, you're going to believe this. The, the the Game Department of Michigan, Department of Natural Resources, says you can shoot the ribeye in the sky, but the law forbids you to consume them. You, by law, must be immoral and let in them waste. rot in the field. That's immoral. And I'm on record right now with you, Chester, that I, as a good man, do not obey immoral laws. I do not obey immoral people. I defy immoral people. And I shoot sandhill cranes and I eat them. Take me to court and explain to the jury why I'm supposed to waste God's miraculous renewable creature instead of utilizing it with reverence on the grill. I dare them to arrest me for eating sandhill cranes. They know it and they won't because they know in their heart they're guilty of immorality. You don't waste creatures.
0: That's a fact, man. Well, Ted, I'll tell you what. it has been. I've had a lot of great conversations. This is another in a long lineage of these over the years. And thank you for who you are, what you do, your friendship. Fred Bear, which is being celebrated um, actually to, uh, tomorrow. I'm going to record this, the uh, 35th anniversary hunter orange vinyl version of fred bear the song comes out lots of extras on that lots of cool stuff out there and um thanks for celebrating the lineage of the true hunters in america
1: well it i think it's our calling in this crazy treacherous evil world that is you know this guy that infests the white house this guy is a bad man it's an embarrassment um what they're doing to our country is criminal and sinful And so now more than ever, the spirit of the wild, the the outdoor conservation ethic is still the last bastion of perfection in God's miraculous creation. So thank you for celebrating that. And if people would go to Mm tednugent.com, we're raising funds for charities with this unbelievable Fred Bear uh, vinyl release. And we're also donating a bunch of Fred Bear guitars. You can also buy the Fred Bear guitar. You go to toby at tednugent.com. Toby. Toby at tednugent.com, and these custom tour guitars will raise money for wonderful charities, and it's going to Fred Bear's 35th anniversary in Grayling, Michigan this next March 5th on his birthday. And uh, in the wind, He's still alive. Chester, I love you. I love the hunting, fishing, trapping, conservation families of this country. So be sure we stand up for what we believe in and defy these bureaucrats that are treading on us and implementing immoral, anti-nature, anti-God laws. And we must fight back. And that's what I do every day. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity to voice, not just what the Nugent family believes, but what everybody I know believes that somehow won't have a voice. So you're their voice, I'm their voice, and I couldn't be more proud.
0: Thanks for listening to Higher Calling Wildlife. Find us on Facebook at Higher Calling Wildlife, at The Chester Moore on Instagram, and our blog at HigherCalling.net. To contact Chester, email chester at chestermoore.com.